Hey everyone and happy Monday. This is Lauren with Untethered with Love and really excited to be switching things up. Um, It's always fun when you rebrand and like you have a lot to rebrand. So I'm really excited about our Monday motivation topic on the through the John C. Maxwell, the Maxwell Daily Reader. Three hundred sixty-five days into insight to develop the leader within you and influence those around you, and so I'm really excited to talk about today's topic, which is start small. What you are going to be tomorrow, you are becoming today. It is essential to begin developing self-discipline in small ways today, in order to discipline in big ways tomorrow. First, list five areas in your life that lack discipline. Place them in order of your priority for conquering them. That's number two. Number three, take them on one at a time. Number four, secure resources such as books and tapes that will give you instruction and motivation to conquer each area. Number five, ask a person who need, who models the traits you want to possess to hold you accountable for it. Six, spend 15 minutes each morning getting focused in order to get control of the weak areas in your life. Seven, do five-minute checkups on yourself midday. Eight, take, a five minute, take five minutes in the evening to evaluate your progress. Nine, allow 60 days to work on one area before you go to the next. Ten, celebrate with those who hold you accountable as you show show continued success. Remember, having it all doesn't mean having it all at once. It takes time. Start small and concentrate on today. The slow acclimation of discipline will one day make a big difference. That's from developing the leader within you. It says, choose one area from your list and take the steps in. Um, so I, I love these steps. Uh, some of them I do. Um, for me, I wouldn't say you need to list at least five. There may not be five areas of your life, right? Um, um, and the main areas of your life, like, may just need love and support and so every area of your life even when I like tell people to write goals I remind them to include like everything everything that satisfies right so the mind the body the spirit and your business so when you're setting these like those are always kind of the constant areas that need some sort of support in my personal perspective And I know that when I'm doing those things that stimulate my mind, stimulate my body, stimulate me spiritually, then my business ends up thriving. And that's kind of what's going on with me now in this rebranding. And so, um, you know, those are some key areas, the mind, the body, the spirit, and your business. So what can you do? 
And I always say, like, set goals to satisfy each one of them, whether it's going for a walk or doing five squats a day for the body. If it's spiritual, is it, you know, playing an instrument? Um, Is it reading a spiritual book? Is it going to church? You know, like, what is it that you can do? And for your mind, like, can you read? Um, Can you start a new program, certification course, go back to school? Um, Yeah, and then business, you know, what, what does your business need? And so, like, my group, we do a to-do list um and that includes business and then we talk about including the other areas of being and so um I don't know if there's all five but you know wherever you feel like you're lacking just it's really good to get it written down and then kind of create a to-do and then from that to-do you create the action steps which are just deeper dives into that said to-do um but I um I do that with my coaching clients. So as it kind of goes into here a little bit more, like finding yourself an accountability partner. Um, I, I have quite a few. So like I either, I have some that I coach and then I have like dual accountability people where I co-work. And so my one friend Dana and I on Mondays, we always have a session after my business coaching group. Um, and her and I just kind of like talk about all the things that we're kind of co-creating in because with what she does for work, Dana's desk virtual management, she manages people's like calendars and um, gets them organized on their CRMs. And so for her, like she'll, she sends me clients because ultimately her clients need a social media manager or a web developer. And so I'll kind of take on that part, which she doesn't do. And so the accountability comes in for like us checking in to see if we have like referrals to give and then what needs to be done from there and how we can support each other. Then with my coaching group, like it's more like, okay, um, kind of like I said, like we'll get together and I have like, I have three questions. I'll ask first, I'll ground us down. We do like a quick little breathing meditation. Maybe we do a gentle movement, but it's usually seated, very simple and, and ready to go. And then from there, I lead us into like three questions to kind of just get us like excited for the week get us centered um get our intention set and then we'll create a to-do list and from there you know you most people have like know what they need to do um and then some of my clients are like or some of the clients from the group sessions are like full-time clients where we do a little deeper dive and they get a little more accountability through touchbacks and private sessions as well and so Having an accountability partner or coach is really important when you're trying to make progress in life because they're going to be the ones who are like, hey, what's been going on? And if you're like, well, I'm I'm not focused. Well, what do you need to do? Even I think today Dana was like, oh, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. And I just said, okay, we're going to stop. And we're going to take a nice deep breath in. And let it go. (laughs) And so you know, you want to be that all around support. And sometimes support is harsh. Sometimes it's not, you're not meaning it to be mean. You're just being honest about, you know, what you're seeing or not seeing from your accountability partner in their lives. Right. Um, and sometimes it's even an accountability of what you need, you know, you shift and change as a human. And so sometimes you need a voice like I need more or I need less. Right. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, I love the midday checkup. Um, I'm constantly checking myself. It's very important to 
hold yourself accountable. Um, I've been through a lot lately and a lot of people are like, I don't know how you're picking yourself up. And I think for me, it's the being, uh, knowing that if I, I can't hold anybody else accountable for their actions. I can't coach other people and do all these things if I'm not being that for myself. And it doesn't mean that I have to be all in on myself 24-7, but I do need to be checking in and correcting, course correcting myself should it need to be done. And so you want to check in. Where are you at? How are you doing? Are you on course? Um, Do you need more time? Be realistic as you're growing into whatever level you're growing into. Um, I like the celebrate. I talk about celebrating wins. Um, when I do events, I'll ask people like, what, what, when can you celebrate? You know, what's an accomplishment you've had this week? What are you excited for? You know, we tend to stay better focused when we're excited and happy. Uh, as someone who has ADHD, um, it's almost like when you really, and it's, it's been proven that like ADHDers have really great attention, but we have the best attention when we really like something. And so I've noticed with me, if I get my mind focused on something I'm really excited about work-wise or that I'm doing really well, I focus a lot better than on something I'm not as interested in or something that's a little more tedious and time-consuming that doesn't hold my attention. And so focus on those wins, celebrate yourself because they help your attention stay focused on what you're moving forward towards. And I know that wholeheartedly (laughs) because if I'm not interested... Even for me, like I love what I do, um, but my work is very tedious. Um, so I know for me, I have to get a little more excited some days just so that way I can ground down enough to sit and get work done. Um, what else? Let's see. Finding a role model is great. Um, when I was, there's always that saying that says like, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And so I think it's valuable, like whoever your God is, um, to, um, just pray and say, you know, I'd like a teacher. I know when I've prayed to God and say, God, like, I want to stay close to you, but I know I need people who know more about you than I do. Um, I've been introduced to people who are very godly and who kind of know what they're doing when it comes to like praying and scriptures and all those things. And so definitely listen to that call. You know, I've had, um, Mary Beth McKenzie of Inlet Yoga. She is my, my yoga teacher. Um, so she, um, she was the one that I leaned into when I was going into teacher training. So that was my guru. That was my teacher for yoga. You know, when I was ready to level into teaching yoga, that's who showed up. Um, Alan Watts, when I wanted to get deeper into my spiritual practices, Alan became like the guru for me in my spiritual practice. He's still someone I follow very closely. Um, and you know, he has passed, but you know, that's someone I lean into through YouTube videos and all those things. So you know, there are people out there that you're going to resonate with. And I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of uh, my business coaching clients will come to me after they've worked with a $10,000 teacher. And they're like, I've learned more from you and gotten more hands-on like experience with you than I have with these people I've spent tens of thousands of dollars with. And I... (laughs) I know some people are going to say, well, you should probably up your prices. But at the end of the day, it's not about that. Like I'm happy to gift and give and work um, 
at a reasonable price so I can get more of you where you need to go. But at the end of the day, like I'm grateful to be someone that people come to and to hear like, you know, I've spent, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and I don't feel like I've learned anything from anybody until I came here to you and I'm very practical in my business approaches but I also like um one of my girlfriends said she's like the one thing that makes you very different is you like create opportunities for us you see the opportunity express it and um and you're not like here copy what I'm doing you're like here's what you can do and 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 that's the whole point I think as a coach is you are meant to bring the opportunities to your clients and then help them see their own potential and I'm really grateful to be able to have that kind of clear vision when I'm meeting different clients because I have clients that do all kinds of things and me as a business coach I don't want to be your coach for the rest of your life I'm not trying to keep you on a 10-year plan. I'm always around after sessions are done, but a lot of my students end up being in a good space and they're like, okay, I know I can go ahead and do stuff. And then from there, um, they join like my smaller groups or they do um, more like one-on-one sessions from time to time. And I think that's another thing is like making sure you guys are all set so that way you can go out to the world. Um, it's a big reason why I'm running for board of education because education is everything. And then once you're educated enough and you feel like you know enough, um, you're going to go out and do your best. And then you're going to know mama bear is always there, you know? Um, I hope I, I, I just realized like, I'm like, did I even take a breath <laughs> in between all that? My, I gave the email what my, my stepdad said to me the other day, um, I was like going and going, going. And he's like, do you put periods in between your sentences? And uh, I I don't talk a lot in front of my family. So I just don't really talk too much unless I'm with people. Obviously with the podcast, I'm trying to really put myself out there more. So anything educational I can gift. Um, but it's just one of those things where I'm like I'm trying to get better about that. Because my ADHD flares up. And that's something to keep in mind that if you um, struggle, you know, with an attention deficit disorder or hypertension, um, ADHD, hypertension deficit disorder, whatever, that, you know, we tend to have these moments where we have a hard time getting work done. It's hard to stay focused. Um, I know with my ADHD brain, if I have too much stuff to do and I start thinking about it too much too soon before I'm ready to get rolling, I can stop my growth. And so this start small is really important because at the end of the day, like that's, that's just kind of where it needs to be at. And so even if you have an attention disorder or you have an anxiety disorder where, you know, knowing you have a lot of work to do can become overwhelming. I just want to encourage you to really lean into the concepts of starting small picking one thing at a time, staying focused on it, um, and just praising yourself for trying, you know, more than anything. So, um, I really love today's talk. I think it's a good reminder for me. Those of you who have heard, I'm rebranded into Untethered with Low, the podcast, my whole life. I'm taking everything like one thing at a time, even as I, I I'm like rebrand, right? Like my motivation Monday, I got my stuff together this morning for it and posted. Um, cause now I want to really vamp it into the untethered part. 
with Lo. And the podcast now has to represent that because it was the Mindful Business Life with RW Business Solutions and um, just growing. And, and I think the big thing even here to kind of like side note with starting small is when as you're growing and you're finishing things, you're going to change. You're going to notice a difference in you. And just honor like your seasons as a as a person, as a business owner. Uh, I, I've talked about it before. I was team business buddy when I lived in Myrtle. I became Rogue Wave when I first moved to Charlotte. And now I'm, I realized I've become this kind of untethered um, with low human. And so just honor the seasons of you and your business. Start small. Nurture yourself. And then find people who can nurture you as well. Wishing you the best blessed day. Namaste.